You are listening to Dad Bods Podcast. Enjoy and remember to always cash tickets. The boys. You hear the sound, right? Oh, it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Makes me wish I had a I had a blazer with a CBS logo on it. Oh, you know? oh. oh SEC three thirty Eastern Standard Time. These this is the sound you want to hear every Saturday. That's right. It's the Dad Bods Podcast, episode eighty nine, and it's a college football breakdown ep- episode one of this. Yep. Let's stop the music right now. We get the idea. I'm excited we're doing this. I'm really yeah. excited we're doing this. We've never done this before, so I, I think it was it's it's something that we probably should have done last year. I I think once once we started going, but I think this is something that we need to do annually, uh, especially like August is prep time. Uh, you get the magazines are all mm-hmm. out, and and you just start rolling along. And and quite frankly, I'm not watching time on this one. This is we need to hit all the teams. All the conferences, uh, everything uh, under the sun to get people prepped for the college football season. I'm jo- I'm Guns Picks. This is the intro, and I'm joined with another college football fan. Um, there's probably, th- you know, really a three three out of the four are are very uh, right. dedicated to college football betting and college football in general uh, outside their teams. So. Um, you're going to see, uh, myself and joining me tonight is pun picks. And you're also going to see a little bit of luckbiz.net, not in this episode, but you're going to see him in future episodes. So I'm excited for it. Pun, you're Florida pun right now. I'm alive from SEC country. That view that you have right now is not green screened. I just want to say no, that to the people right now. Is that is a natural environment that you're sitting in right now. That you are Florida view. pun. I am Florida pun, vacation pun till Sunday. Um, but dude, so we, I started researching for this segment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super excited for college football. I mean, I was, but I mean, you know, I yep. was, but I wasn't, right? After doing some research and reading and getting into the middle of the, of the SEC, yeah. I'm ready to go. And once, then, you see, and- once you see some of these games that, games on the slate you're thinking my god can this can we fast forward to september already right it gets you right you're not motivated to look at the magazines you're not motivated for college football especially like you got the baseball grind you got the chase so so you're not kind of you're not ready and and you're kind of apprehensive to even start looking into it but you're you're coming in as a fan i'm coming in as like this is all i do and I, right. I, I still like from a from a mentality standpoint, I don't, I'm never ready to go look at the books until I start looking into it. And then I'm like, oh, now it's time. Now it's this is fun. Yeah. So during this segment, we're going to um, so we're talking SEC. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah, we're, we're going. SEC. This is the, this is episode one. SEC. This is all SEC we're talking first. about. Every team of the SEC. We're going power five. Um probably multiple episodes a week to fit it in before 
um, the for, before week one or week zero. I don't know what it's called. Is it called week zero anymore? It's week that, zero is uh, August that a COVID, 27th. Is that a COVID thing or is that still a real? No, 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 no. I, I think they had week zero before COVID, right? I, yeah, I'm pretty I never, sure they did. I feel did. like I heard it a lot, but um, either way, we're trying to fit a ball in. We're going to get the power five and then maybe some stragglers. Um, Notre Dame being one of those stragglers. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't think kidding. we're going to have an independent, I, I was, I, you know, I was thinking about, it, I was like, oh, we, we can't have an independent podcast. Cause we'll, we're, we're going to talk about what, like, uh, Army, uh, Army, BYU, uh, Liberty. And I Navy. mean, is yeah. Liberty, uh, no, Liberty Na- independent? I, uh, Liberty's independent. Yes. Oh, um, Notre Dame is independent. Army, um, Navy's not independent. They're in the AEC. So. Okay. Okay. That's what it was. That's the one yep. I was missing. I knew BYU was. But um, anyway, so I started looking at it. We're going to do, we're going to break down the standings east and west of the SEC. Um, we're going to pick, obviously, the champions. Yep. Um, we're going to give you all some team totals we like, which I found one that I really, really like. I texted you about that earlier. And I, and I told you, don't tell me. <laughs> I didn't. I, and I, and I, I didn't. And then, um, and then maybe just kind of guns will be able to break down way more. Yeah. Uh, specifics about the SEC. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of hop in when I can. But um, yeah, let's get this thing rolling. We got a lot to yeah. talk about. We got, we got, we got a lot time. to unpack. It's going to be it's going to be a long episode for us, but we're going to we're going to try to go as fast as we can. Yeah, um, I bet I, we can get it done in 50 minutes or so. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our but best. I mean, this we say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we say that all the time. I wrote a lot of notes and, and I have a lot to talk about. I'll try to like, you know, kind of uh, compart, you know, you know, try to shrink it down as best I best I can, but I want to I want to make sure I get all the information out. Um, right. I want to start with SEC West side, and uh, you know, okay. I, I think I think we go top to bottom of uh, importance, and I, I don't Ooh. think we can't start this podcast without talking about the first team on the board from the ACC West, the uh, one of the probably the favorite to win the national champion. Ship um, runner up last bottom? year. Are you going top to bottom or bottom to top? We're going top to bottom. Let's start okay, with the good stuff, going, go to the right, bad, okay. and then we'll start with and the same thing with the SEC East. So we're going to start with the upper epsilon of the program, the 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 darling prince of uh, the SEC, and that is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I want I want to start with I guess I'll start with you, Pun. Uh, you mm-hmm. did some research on your end, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. interested of what what your thought process uh, analyzing Alabama. Okay, so, so how I did this, and and how I did this with all the teams, I kind of obviously did some research on the team, yeah, um, and then and then kind of went through the conference and and broke down wins and losses, and then ranked them that way. Mm-hmm. So I had Alabama undefeated in in the West, going eight and zero. Wow. And I okay. and I really and I really think. They have a chance to go twelve and zero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know their non-conference schedule. Their only hiccup is probably going to be Texas, but at Texas, we'll see what Texas has. So it's going to be a huge game for Texas, obviously. Um, but I, I think they're very feasible to go undefeated this season based off of their schedule. Um, but I have them eight and zero. They have a ton of returning starters. They have the revenge factor. Um, yes. With losing last year, which is which is huge. Um, and then, you know, they have, they have some tough games, obviously, but not, you know, when you're Alabama, everybody, you're not, you're never playing anybody better than you. Right. No. So, um, 
they should win every game. Now, will they? I don't know. They're, you know, A&M is a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at Tennessee could be tough. So they, they do have some tough, some tough options, but man, I have them first. I have them going eight, no, eight, no in that in the West in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, for Alabama, I just broke them down from their strengths and weaknesses and, and you're not wrong. They had more strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, you have, uh, the strength side, of course, Bryce Young coming back for Alabama. Uh, he's going to contend for the Heisman spot again. Not yeah. an easy spot because usually, you know, the last time this happened, Lamar Jackson won the Heisman and then he went to the next year and uh, kind of had a, a lackluster of a season before he went to the NFL. Um, and, you know, Bryce did it as a freshman. I mean, he I mean, he is the talent on the team. Uh, he's, you know, it's it's going to see where his maturity has gone as as a player, because what you saw when he lost his top receivers mm-hmm. uh, in Mechie and Williams, it, he kind of struggled. He didn't know where to go. So maybe he he builds a little bit of that dynamic with his new receivers. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, biggest strength for this team uh, is. Uh, their secondary as far as their linebacker core is concerned and their defensive backs are concerned. Their preseason ranked number one in linebacker core. And it, and it makes sense because they're bringing back their two top tacklers last year at Henry. Uh, two, I can't even say his name. Tua, Tua O, Tua O, who came, who was a transfer from Tennessee. Well, and Anderson. I mean, Anderson, their defense. And, and, and I'll like just get that. Will right. Anderson yeah. is, a, is an absolute destruction beast. I mean, he's a Heisman. He's a Heisman. But, but Henry, Henry was the, the top tackler last year, believe it or not. And then, wow. well, Anderson kind of fell. I mean, he was a playmaker. I, I won't say. Well, he's wasn't. an end. I mean, our outside linebacker, I don't know what you consider right. him, what they consider him. Right. He, consider he's considered a linebacker from what but I've he, read. But so. he plays in for edge rusher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and then you got the, uh, the backfield uh, or actually, the defensive backs for the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're ranked number, uh, sixth uh, in preseason polls. Uh, Jordan Battle, who was fourth in tackles last year, is coming back. And uh, their top, they're, they're going to actually bring in some of these top recruits. So th- there's a guy named Kool, which I, I love this name too, by the way. A good football name, Kool Aid McKinstry. Uh, yeah, he was a five star. Uh, I think he was in the top four uh, in recruiting in 2021. And uh, what they bring, he play? uh, he's a corner, Ooh, a Kool Aid corner, yeah, wow. Kool Aid. And then they bring in uh, uh, LSU transfer in uh, Eli Ricks, who's an absolute stud as well. So, um, what they did is they re- just replaced uh, the strength of that team from last year and, and just reloaded. So, they're going to be fine there. Uh, the weaknesses and questions, uh, I, I, I put this into a category. I didn't, it's not really a weakness, it's more of, of a question. They're only bringing back three starters. Um, on the offensive line. So you have Vandy. Uh, they, they got a tr- uh, solid transfer uh, with experience of uh, uh, Vandy from Vandy, a uh, left mm-hmm. tackle and uh, a solid recruit on the right side, a five-star guy again. Um, so I think they're going to be fine on the line. I just don't know how that dynamic works when you're, um, you know, well, there could be, a, I mean, there could be a depth issue, but I mean, I think we're so accustomed to Alabama and not really worried about it. Yep. I think the I think the concern on that team though is really the wide receivers is is like trying to build that rapport that Bryce Young had with uh, Williams and Mechie because he's not going to have that this year. Mm, right. And you saw and you saw what happened when he didn't have those weapons, yep. and he kind of felt it almost looked like he was lost. It felt like he was a real true freshman for once. And uh, you saw Georgia. I mean, granted that defense was uh, unbelievable. Right. 
you you saw when he didn't have those guys on the field. It was a way different ball game. You saw Georgia come back. You saw them win. So I think yeah. that kind of played into um, he's only good as his weapons. Uh, the best receiver that he's bringing back is is the tight end uh, Cameron Latu. So I mean it's a it's a complete rebuild on the as far as the passing weapons is concerned and and the running back too as well. Yeah, uh, it's it's and to me it's it's less about that for Bama to me than than just the rest of that side. I don't know, man. What do you think about do you do you think they go undefeated in that side? Do you think they go undefeated? Well, I, I don't want to give away my win totals yet. Uh, I do have a play on that. Um, Ooh, but okay. they, I but it, it, I, I will say this: um, the weakness of this team, if there is a weakness, mm-hmm. it's it's the passing game of of Alabama, right? And I don't, it's it, it's not really weakness. It's more of like I don't know how that dynamic works. I just know this team reloads very well, um, and you hear everything from Nick Saban in his interviews. He he felt like 2021 was a, a rebuild year. And this was supposed to be the year that um, they were supposed to excel. So and granted, so, I mean, their but, toughest games aren't. I mean, they have a relatively easy schedule. Um, as far as SEC standards go, to me, let's look right. at this real quick. You know, the Utah State opener, which is an easy win. Right. Alabama at Texas. I mean, Texas. Is, that is that easy. could be a tough. I don't know who Texas is yet. I mean, we'll I've, been get to the Big 12 for, stuff. I've been saying that for 10 years with Texas. I get it. They're good. They're not ready to beat Alabama when Alabama's trying. But yes. they are on the rebuild. I agree. Um, Vanderbilt at home. Mm-hmm. That's Alabama. A- so at Arkansas, it's prob- out, out, at Arkansas, and then at home versus A&M. That's really where their season, mm-hmm. I think, I think is, is, is won or lost in those two games. Because – at Mississippi State, Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi, Austin P, Auburn, mm-hmm. those are wins. Correct. Um, so it's really, you know, there's two games that you know, at Arkansas, who knows how good Arkansas is going to be. We'll talk about them next, probably. But uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to, I got it on my list, but I, it, we'll get to that. Um, to me, to me, looking at this, the eyeball test probably tells me 11 and 1, 12 and 0. No, you're not wrong, and and this was something that I was scratching my head on um, throughout. And you always you always look for that game that uh, Bama is sleeping, um, and I and I, I kind of want to predicate this to the game to watch. So I have one game that I saw on the schedule that could be a potential L, or or it could be one of those mo- highly mm-hmm. motivated games on the Alabama side. So the game to watch obviously is Texas A&M. I think this is a revenge game for Alabama. Uh, I think Nick Saban losing to Jimbo Fisher probably chapped his ass a little bit, and it sh- it really showed in the um, uh, the inter- uh, what do you call it the uh, uh, SEC c- press conference right, meetings or days. yeah right. media days. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know Nick Saban motivated uh, with their loss um, by it was basically a last second field goal a a drive that got him like down to like past the 40 and the guy just hit the pooch shot um but he did but they did it at texas a&m now they get to play them at home i just think nick saban is gonna be a very grumpy angry guy that whole week of prep and get those guys ready this is the game that he wants to win more than anything i know but the week before they play at arkansas so that's to me 
Yes. That's the a tough. That's the tough. That may be. Spot. You're right. The Arkansas game may be the the look ahead spot that you want to take Arkansas in whatever line they're going to get. But keep in mind on 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 the game that Texas A and M won. They were an 18 point underdog at home against mm-hmm. Bama. So mm-hmm. just keep that line in mind when you're looking at that game because that game is not till October 8th. So, yeah, but, that's a good point. You can't see it being more than that. No, it, I, right? I think it's going to be shorter, but it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be, it, I, like I don't 13 think, and a half or something. I mean, I don't think there's a line. We don't on, have to like too many, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't think there's a line that you wouldn't take Bama. Right. At least the first half. I, I don't right. think there's anything that would lead me to believe that Bama wouldn't come prepared for this game, especially with so many changes on the Texas A&M line. And that kind of, I think that kind of segues us into Texas A&M. Yeah, um, I think we both have them probably, us, we both have them too, right? You I have, have I, I, okay. I do. I, I think we'll do our final rankings at the end, but yes. I, I yep. do have them at two. I think this is the team um, that has, and if there's any shot in the SEC West, it's Texas A&M. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question on both sides here. Um, Pun, what do you what are you seeing with Texas A&M this year? So Texas A&M to me has always been a, a kind of a pretender mm-hmm. in that conference. It's just, I'm, I have Big 12 Texas A&M in my head and them just kind of being a joke for a while. But I think they're they're close, man. They're really, really close mm-hmm. to to being to being in that. But if they didn't have Alabama, you know, if they were in the East. I think I might have picked them to win the East. Sure. Um, but being in the West, where it's so much more difficult. Um, but I think A and M goes seven and one in that in that conference mm-hmm. in, in that in that side of the conference, and their only loss being Alabama. Um, and then they can really run the table. I mean. They get Arkansas at home, which is a huge benefit, I think, because I think Arkansas is going to be pretty good. Um, they get um, LSU at home as well. So they kind of have a, a favorable schedule other than that Alabama game, which if they step up and you beat Alabama, then they're in the driver's seat, um, I believe, in the West. And they yeah. have uh, – I think they're poised. They've been at some great recruiting classes the past three or four seasons. Right. Um, last season as well. So I think they're ready to roll. What about you? Um, I think there's going to be a time for Texas A&M. And I don't know if it's going to be now or if it's going to be two or three years down the road. But I think they're they're setting themselves up to be a real uh, leader in the SEC West and probably take yeah. over Alabama in that spot. So from a strength standpoint, I had them uh, – from a running pack position – they lost Spiller from last year, um, mm-hmm. but they're in better hands now. If you if you ever watched Devon A Chain uh, run the ball, yeah, he's he's, be- he's better than Spiller in my opinion. He had more uh, yards per carry than Spiller did. He averaged seven yards per carry last year uh, compared to like five point three with um, Spiller. Spiller was kind of like uh, he kind of had some regression from his junior season. I think his uh, sophomore junior season. Um, he had nearly a thousand yards splitting carries with Spiller, so I I think he's going to get more carries this year. I think he was getting uh, sixty forty or sixty or sixty five thirty five with Spiller in the lineup. Now he's going to get all the carries. That kid is absolutely dangerous. Well, he did a lot of damage on special teams, didn't he? A yeah, or yeah, yeah. He's he's quick. He's elusive, and and 
he can break tackles and they have a good offensive line too. So it's, it's a perfect spot for him to excel in the sec. Uh, the question on this one um, that everybody always is questioning is uh, Texas A&M on the quarterback position. Calzada actually transferred to Auburn. Um, and I think he's the backup for Auburn. Uh, yeah, week one, so I, I don't know what I don't, that transition I don't think was. That's, yeah, I don't think that's much of a loss for A&M in my opinion. No, and you know why is because, I mean, if anyone watched, I was really high on Max Johnson um, in, in spots last year. Um, he He's a good quarterback. He's uh, He was the main quarterback for LSU last year. Right. And you actually look at his statistics. is like he didn't throw a lot. Of, he didn't make a lot of mistakes on the picks. He threw a lot of touchdowns uh, on a team that was on the absolute skid uh, on the verge of a coach coaching change um, mm-hmm. and had a mass exodus and went to Texas A&M. This is a perfect spot for him and I, to really excel uh, with Texas A&M. So I think this is uh, an upgrade at the quarterback position for Texas A&M. Uh, I agree. Do you agree? I totally agree. I I think that Calabata guy was was a stopgap. No, a he was a he was in a, a filler position, and they were kind of reluctant to get the win. He reminded me of like a of a way wor- of a worse version of Tannehill. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like had decent mobility, um, probably not fit to play the position. Right. At least at first glance, obviously Tannehill's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. So. That's different, but it just kind of felt the same way to me. So, so on the weakness side, um, their defensive line and the linebacker core are, are going to be very young and inexperienced. They lost a lot on that end as far as defense. Only five mm-hmm. defensive starters coming back for them. Um, so there is some concerns from the defensive perspective. Um, so you're really going to have to uh, uh, bear the load on the offense and right. uh, kind of rely on your defense to make make a few stops here and there, and then the offense is going to score a lot of points. So so maybe what you're going to see from a Texas A&M side, uh, you have a really good quarterback that can pass. Um, the wide receivers are great and athletic, but they just didn't have the, – their potential was limited based on the quarterback. And then you have a great run game side of that, good offensive line. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring team. So if you're looking from over perspective – uh, anything within 50 to 56, I think that's probably you're gonna, you're just going to have to take the over and rely on uh, Texas. A- imagine I, I don't know if Texas A&M and Tennessee have to play each other, but I can't oh imagine God. that over is going to be like 80 <laughs> to 90 on that one. Yeah, I don't know if they play each other either. Yeah. I don't think they, they definitely don't. But um, A&M's got a fairly easy schedule. Their, their toughest game is probably Arkansas at home, obviously at Alabama. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, other than that, at Auburn, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, they have Miami is their only test, you know, out of the conference. Uh, but that's at home as well. So Miami's um, not a tough out either. We'll, no, we'll get man. to ACC, but I'm telling you, I'm going to be very high on Miami this year. Yeah, I think Miami has a chance to be okay. But at A&M, 9 o'clock, and it's a late game, it's going to yep. be rocking. So um, I think we're both, both simpatico on the A&M Aggies as being really, really good. Second in the West, yep. With with some luck, maybe sneaking into that championship. I, I, game. Another good note about the Aggies too: their secondary is going to be very tough. They're ranked number two preseason right now. Um, mm-hmm. Four out of the five starters on, in the secondary are coming back: Antonio Johnson, Damani Jones, um, who were number two and number three top tacklers for them last season. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of tells you where where Texas A and M's defense is is basically uh, keep everything in front of you and hopefully hold them to field goals. Right. 
Um, game to watch. I think you kind of you might we might be on the same uh, side on the game to watch. Do you think it's Arkansas? Or do you think it's Alabama? Well, I mean, I think it's because Arkansas games first. Yeah, I think it's probably Arkansas. We're on the same page too. I have Arkansas. So Arkansas, they lost to Arkansas in the same spot last year by ten, um, as four. Only because I think only because I think that Arkansas game dictates a lot for Correct. both of those teams. But it all, but it also is a revenge spot. So because Arkansas, I mean Texas A&M did lose to them by ten, right? So, but they were a dog. Um, so now they get to play them at home. Actually, uh, no. Did they play him at Arlington? Yeah, they play him at uh, Neutral Field. They play him at uh, Oh yeah, at, you're uh, right. Jerry's World. You're right. Yep. So it's a re- it's a revenge spot in Jerry's World. Big game. Big. Uh, it's like I trust Jimbo Fisher more in this spot right. with the with the team that he has. Offensively, they're going to be better. Defensively is still a question. Uh, Texas A and M is the best option in the SEC West for to go at Alabama and that's tough because they beat Alabama last year at home. So, right. all right. All right. So we're on your, the, the team you want to talk about. All right. Well, you're high on our yeah. Kansas. Our Razorbacks. Kansas. I, I know them well. I'm very close to them. Yeah. Um, give me what you think. I think Arkansas, what did I have them go? And I had them going six and two in the West. Um, I could see him winning a lot of games this year. Yep. Um, maybe a precursor to my team total pick. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think I have a, I, I might have a take on Arkansas. So, so, um, but no dude, Arkansas, I think is legit. Um, yep. going to have a Heisman quarterback potentially. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's their best option, but he's not going to win the Heisman, but he could be in the top 10, obviously. Um, but dude, I mean, it's, it's set up well for Arkansas. Yeah. It's set up really well for Arkansas to, to win 10 games, right? I mean, eclipsing that would be a dream season, but 9-10 um, wins is, is, should be in the bag for them this year. This is the trajectory that they're on. So if they want to ride that wave from last season, This they got to take advantage of it this year mm-hmm. before OU and Texas everybody come in in a couple of years. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the take. Uh, I do have some concerns here and there uh, with the team uh, compared to last year. Um, so you know, KJ Jefferson is coming back. He's a leading rusher. He's the quarterback. He mm-hmm. he is the sole source of the offense. Uh, the offensive line. Uh, they're bringing back three, uh, four out of five starters are coming back, uh, and they're having a junior replacement at left tackle. Uh, that's the only person that they lost on the line. So that squad is ranked 13th preseason as far as their offensive line is concerned. So uh, that's a good spot for them. Uh, I, I think there's an improvement on the line. And then you have KJ Jefferson a year older, a year wiser. This is going to be a real tough team in the SEC West. Uh, so seeing them have a look at, uh, you know, in a position and a look ahead spot with Alabama, I mean, that, I could see that game going awry for, for Bama. And if they get that one L, I think that really affects the team total. Um, it's just, it's just, and they, they do have a bye week between that that A and M game and the yep. Alabama game, yep. which they need. Yep. The concern so. that I have though is is you know with the weaknesses, uh, the defensive side of the ball, uh, they're losing a lot on the defense. Um, they're coming back with four starters on defense and losing four out of their five leading tacklers from last season. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a transition there that I don't know if it's 
uh, going to be for the good or for the bad. Um, and uh, the wide wide receiver position is also lacking some experience. Uh, they had a dip into the transfer portal. They went and got a guy from UGA, went and got a guy from Oklahoma. So we'll see how that transition uh, happens. But granted, KJ Jefferson, if he, if he doesn't see a guy open, he's running. So, I mean, that's kind of his uh, MO, and he's got a good offensive line to protect him. So um, that, I think the Arkansas offense, at the very least, should be kind of linear to what they were last year. If he if Jefferson can play faster this year than he did last year, Arkansas has a chance. He was very tentative. He you could see it some spots. He was not. Oh, spam is world of roots, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Unfor- unfortunately, dude. <laughs> yes. Until proven different. Uh, until, game the NIL, no- until the NIL money kicks in. Yeah. Uh, yes, and I think that's what that's what I mean. I think I think it's. It, I was ta- I was talking to my dad on the way here, uh, off story because we just like talking college football when I'm driving home, and I said, I, I th- this feels like Nick Saban's last dance, you know, like uh, you know Jordan Pippen and and Phil Jackson. This kind of feels that way, and he's he kind of acting that way too. Yeah, I feel like he's getting he's getting a little testier. Yeah, with all the rule changes, he's kind of like eh. Yeah. All right, game to watch. Um, what do you uh, when you're looking at the board? I we already talked about Alabama. Is there anything mm-hmm. on the board that really sticks out to you as a as a game that you know Arkansas is in a so good position? So gambling me, wise, um, it's it's their opening game for Cincinnati. Mm. Um, to me, that's going to tell me what Arkansas how how good Arkansas is. Yeah, um, if they take care of business with Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, that that game is obviously at home, which helps. But Cincinnati is replacing their quarterback, but I think they're still going to be a pretty damn good team. So it's not a a rollover by any means, and that's uh, yep. uh, good scheduling by Arkansas. But it's a tough a tough opener. But it's going to tell a lot about that team as they move in toward SEC play. They take advantage of Cincinnati. It's going to set them up for success big time. They lose to Cincinnati. Could be in a little bit of a, tr- a little bit of trouble because it doesn't, you know, they they get South Carolina, then they get Missouri State, and then they get 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 a and M. So they, you gotta you got kind of have to beat Cincinnati to open the season if you want to keep your, you know, your uh, playoff hopes alive. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, you're right. That that, that a good non conference win. Off uh, a team that made the college football playoff last year, it's absolutely perfect. They so, might not be their. They might be the biggest, biggest marquee game on their schedule, but it's the one that I think is going to dictate how good they are. It's for Cincinnati too, you know. Right. So, um, the game that I actually picked, um, I went with. Uh, they, this is a revenge game. So I, I kind of you'll see a pattern with me is like I, I looked at everybody's schedule. I looked how close the games were, mm-hmm. and then I kind of looked at the box score of the fluke stuff that happened. And this is one of those games. So Arkansas plays Old Miss at home on November nineteenth. Now, if you actually watch the game last year, it was an absolute offensive juggernaut. Oh yeah. Granted, you're playing Old Miss, but Arkansas really stepped their game up in that one. They lost fifty-two to fifty-one in this game and it was due to a missed two point conversion and uh sealed the deal it was on the road now they get them at home in arkansas dj jefferson if you look at the stats between him and matt coral in that game dj jefferson 
by far had a better game. Oh, and, you, yeah. and if you want to trend in this one, the dog is 12 and two against the spread in this matchup with six outright upsets. So keep that in mind when you're looking at this game, when they set the line for this, I don't know if Arkansas is going to be better. We're saying probably yes. And then you got Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss sitting in this spot. Let's see what the situation arise, but keep that in mind as you're uh, looking at this game. So the dog is probably the play regardless, but I like Arkansas in the revenge spot. All right, so we agree top three. Yep. Oh, yeah, what's number four? Who you got number four in the West? So I want to talk about hottie toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we? Flip flam, bim bam, old miss by damn. What are your thoughts on old piss? Old miss, old miss, old miss. And I I have them fourth as well. I have them going three and five. And being fourth in the West, I think they've reloaded. I trust Lane Kiffin to to plug and play. Uh, I know he's losing a lot, but I mean, they have a favorable schedule. They just need to win their non-conference games to give themselves a chance. I I think the fourth four through seven in the West is is pretty, eh, right? It's interchangeable for sure. I, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, was, I, I, I was juggling I back and forth of, coming up to the ranking. I couldn't see – I can't see Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, or Auburn getting into that top two. Could you? I, no? I think it's – I mean, on paper, I think it's a uh, Texas A&M, Bama so I really wanna, challenge. Basically, I want to lead on you for some Ole Miss breakdown. I didn't do a ton of research on Ole Miss other than – I think they're just kind of. I think they're probably a seven and five team, eight and four team. So depending on their their uh, non conference. So for Ole Miss, I mean, the biggest thing right now is is the offense is getting changed. Elijah Moore is gone. Right. Matt Corral is gone. Um, Ely's gone. So mm-hmm. so basically, the the top three weapons on your squad are are uh, in the NFL or are just gone um, primarily in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So the, the, so my strength on this one actually is, is kind of funny. It's, it's a running back position for, for Ole Miss. They actually pulled uh, the TCU transfer in Zach Evans, who had 7.3 yards per carry. If you remember him from the big 12, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, he's now at Ole Miss uh, taking the carries, uh, 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 picking up the range where Ely left off. Um, and also another interesting one, which I called this my question Jackson Dart's going to be the starter for uh, Ole Miss this year. This might be yeah. a good spot for him. He was, you know, a lot USC of these USC, transfer, right? yeah. USC transfer. Um, a lot of these guys you're going to see on uh, SEC teams or, or other teams, um, all, as well as LSU. Like once uh, a coach leaves, everybody transfers. Uh, Jackson Dart uh, falling into that realm, especially when, you know, uh, Williams took over at right. USC and yeah. uh, Lincoln Riley. Um, so, the question is, can he produce like Matt Corral did? From what I saw at USC, I don't know if that's going to, like, you know, maybe he needed Lane Kipton. I don't know. I, we'll see. I know it improved Matt Corral's game, having Lane Kiffin run the offense. And, and, and every quarterback that he's had under him has really produced and, and been productive as a quarterback. So we'll see how that goes uh, with Old Miss. Um, 
the strength on this one, the offensive line, they're bringing back four out of five starters and only losing the right guard. So usually I always look for the blindside tackle to, you know, if that's getting replaced and they're, and they're replacing with a young guy, that's kind of like the concerns I usually have. But if, if most of the uh, uh, offensive line is gelled, they've played together. Uh, they know each other's cadences. Uh, I think that's going to that work well for uh, Ole Miss. Um, seven starters back on the defensive side. Uh, they lost their top two tacklers, but Ole Miss is not a good defense. So, nothing if they told me uh 11s all the starters came back i'd still be like well they then that means they're gonna are they gonna suck again are they gonna have to rely on the offense right. to produce are we gonna have one of the situations where you're, you're not gaining any ground you're just stuck in the mud um but that's all i had really for for notes on old miss uh do you have a game to watch by any chance i mean and probably when kentucky comes to town early in the season i think it's october 1st that's a good one. Um, yep. That that will tell me a lot about Ole Miss. Um, yes. I mean I, the the Egg Bowl. What is, is that? What it's called, right? The Egg Bowl. <laughs> you get you get into my game. Yep. <laughs> I mean that that's always a fun game to watch. But yes, both those teams are going to be average teams, so it's not necessarily going to probably matter in right. the grand scheme of things. But to me, that Kentucky game matters for Mississippi. Um, if they're gonna, you know, if they're gonna eclipse what I think they're gonna do, there's no D in Ole Miss <laughs> for sure. He's right. He's right. There isn't. There's no D in Ole Miss. There's no D in Rebels either. Um, but my game, you hit, you hit on my game to watch on this one is it's it's the Egg Bowl. It's it's yeah. uh, Mississippi State. It's it's Ole Miss. It's the last game of the season. Uh, Mike Leach is zero and two in Egg Bowls, um, but okay. the home team. The home team is uh, 0-7 against the spread in this matchup as well. Uh, so I think um, I'll have to look who, who the home team is on this one. I think it's it was Mississippi. It's Mississippi. It's Mississippi. Okay, so keep that in mind when you're betting uh, Mississippi State. Um, I'm I'm a little bit higher on the. I'll get, we'll get to Mississippi State in a minute, but I'm higher on the on the spectrum on on Mississippi State. But I do have some concerns with them as well. Um, but I think that game is a, a it's a revenge game. They didn't play well. They made a lot of mistakes. I think you got Will Wa- Rogers from Mississippi State, uh, a year older, a year wiser, um, and you bring in back a lot of talent on that team. So uh, it's it's one of those spots that I think if you're going to take out Ole Miss in uh, in an Egg Bowl, this is the one, and I think it, it's going to favor Mississippi State more than it does Ole Miss. So who do you have five? Um, I'm. This is not rankings by the way my rankings oh. i'll give at the end so i'm just oh, okay. i'm just i'm just throwing teams out there at this point you heard my one and two the, my one and two are texas a&m and, and alabama well the way the way we've done it so far has been my rankings oh really i'm not i'm i'm just going down how i so just letting you know <laughs> it's worked out well for me okay so the next one i got is the auburn tigers i i can't yeah. imagine you have them ranked this high no i do not okay so it, it, me the same so um, what are your thoughts on Auburn? Um, rebuild. I think mm-hmm. it's a rebuild. I think they're. I think they're going to struggle. Is what I think. Um, until I agree. the Alabama until the Alabama game, and they'll probably play Alabama close somehow because yep. that's just the Iron Bowl. But um, I'm going two and six in the West. Yep. Finishing tied for last. Um, but um, man. I don't know a whole lot about Auburn. They'll have players, but right. it's just, it's hard to, 
if Auburn was in a different conference, they would probably be an eight-win team. But yeah. being in the SEC West just puts you at such a disadvantage um, unless you're one of those top two teams. So right. they're uh, they're going to struggle unless something happens that I unless somebody comes out of nowhere that I don't know about. Correct. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. You know one. what I mean? Some, yep. Something's crazy to have to happen for them to surprise me. So, so based on my notes, I have uh, Tank Biz, Bigsby is probably the best thing that came back to Auburn. I mean, he's over a thousand yard rusher. He's he's the sole source of their offense, and his backup Jacquez Hunt, Hunter is also pretty good too. So, so the one two combination with them is going to be a very uh, reliable source for them to even get anything going on the offensive side. Uh, the question mark I got for them is the quarterback. Bo Nix went to Oregon. T.J. Finley and Zach Calzada. Are going to be competing. I I assume. I assume T.J. Finley is the guy, um, and that's what uh, everything that I've read on is. He's probably the guy, but I, I I just don't know if that's going to really produce anything in the passing game. Right. Strength wise, top ten offensive line. They're bringing back uh, four out of five starters, uh, and then the person that they added was a Ju- uh, JUCO guy. So that I think they're going to be fine from an offensive line standpoint, especially when they uh, get they uh, allowed. Um, they're running backs to get 4.7 yards per carry last season. So good offensive line. They can produce uh, on the ground game, and then that kind of complements the passing game. Yep, I think they're going to have to win 30 games, low-scoring games, which is going to be tough for them to do. Um, The game I'm looking forward to the most is is Penn State at Auburn. Yes, same thing. I'm on the same thing. Because – I love I love big time non conference games. Kind of gets me jacked up. And yep. then I also like you know Penn State. Yeah, it's big program going to a big program. Although Auburn's not great, but they're going to be juiced for that game. So, yeah, could create some momentum for them. Um, they could be you know they could be five and zero, six and zero, but then their schedule gets tough. So, um, I'm just always interested to see a team like Auburn in the SEC versus a kind of top tier team from another conference. So like a mid-level SEC versus a top tier other conference, just right. to see how they compare. Cause it kind of gives you a lot to kind of give you something to base off when it comes to the bowl games and the, and the other thing going forward to see, okay, well, the SEC is down. Is it up? How'd they play versus Penn state? Penn state's okay, but they blew out Auburn, you know, so it kind of gives you a, a barometer early yep. in the season. No, I'm on the same. I'm on the same thing. That was the game to watch that I had yeah. to two squads that went against each other the last year. If you watch that, that Auburn had to play in a, in a night game, whiteout in in Penn State, tough spot. Penn State just doesn't almost lose beat them, games. didn't they? They uh, they had didn't a drive down. The, they were driving down the field and they lost the they lost the game yeah. on downs. Um, yep. but I think they got to the thirty. So it was so one of kind of almost brought them back, right? Right, they were down eight points, so they could have tied the game and gotten to overtime. That was kind of the spot they were in at Penn State at night in a whiteout. Unbelievable uh, performance. That's that's a bucket list. That's a bucket list for me anyway. We'll talk about the Big Ten probably next week. Yes. Um, So who's next? We got Mississippi State. Okay, Mississippi State is. Got to have more cowbell. It's Leach, so they're going to be interesting. (laughs) We know that. He's a a great regular season uh, coach. Mississippi State is maybe the one team that I could get wrong. Mm-hmm. 
if I could pick one team out of the West to be like, you're, you're completely wrong on, it was Mississippi State. Because like right. you said, they will Rogers coming back. Another yep. year of Leach. Another year of getting his guys in there. Um, a lot of support from the school. They're a team, a kind of a team to watch. Yes. If if anybody would be a dark horse in that in the West, yeah. To exceed expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you actually look at the look at the games from last year, they lost like three games, two points or less. So right. so that's a good sign where that team was going. They were really young last year. I mean, Will Rogers was, I think he was a freshman last year or a red shirt or something like that. So. Um, I have that as their strength. He's ranked number four in in a lot of polls as the uh, uh, as far as uh, quarterbacks are concerned. Uh, he he completed seventy three point nine percent of his passes last year. That is incredible, and he had thirty six touchdowns, nine ints. Yeah, that, those were his stats. A team that passed ninety five percent of the time. That's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. How good how they, good this kid you is. You think they would you think they would have been better than they were. <laughs> you also got to look at the experience factor for this team. Like this team made a bowl game. Um 10 guys, 10 starters just opted out like an hour before a game and I was pissed off cuz I had Mississippi State in that game cuz I was like, "Oh, they're going to all play." And then all yeah, of a sudden I they hate don't. That. You got to figure that out. Yeah, that's is. that's that's a pet peeve I have with like uh non you know, I right. Bowl games that don't matter. Non-playoff bowl games. Correct. But they bring back eight offensive starters, nine on the defensive side. This this squad went seven and five. And yeah, like I said, three losses were by three points or less. I mean, this is is a team that you have to watch. The the problem, you're going to say the same thing as I'm going to say. Okay, I want to hear what you say about it. They played Bama and Georgia. You're, You're hitting it right on the head. That you know what you know what they rank as far as schedule strength of schedule goes. I mean, oh god, top ten. You're right. It's actually ranked number two. Yeah. Do you I mean, know who's I, ranked number one? Um, let's think. A and M. Auburn. Okay. They have the toughest schedules. They have played. That's that. This is what's going to kill this team is the strength of schedule. They have to play at LSU. Game that, that they're gonna win, they have to win. It's a revenge game. A and M at home, Alabama on the road, UGA at home. So they get their uh, two Arkansas tough opponents at home. At home. Kentucky away. I mean, that's they have they away. have some away games that could really bung them up too. I think they have to play they, Arkansas, course, right? They play the yeah. They play Arkansas away. They play uh, no, they play Arkansas at home. Um, they do play Mississippi away, but like you said earlier, that might be a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, it, it really is. Yeah. So, so they, they have, they're, they're positioned well enough to, you know, maybe get an upset there. Um, and Mike yeah. Leach in his third year, you know, Texas A&M, Washington state, he's usually in this spot in this window is where, right. holy shit, yeah. Mike Leach is back. You've heard it. This is the third rendition. So I, I'm really going to be high on this Mississippi state team. The problem that I have, is their strength of schedule. Yep. They had some very tough, tough, tough games this year, and they're going to have to I overcome Leach, them. I think Leach has something to prove. Uh, I also think a is, or I mean, Mississippi State is hoping for a, a good pod in 2025 to get out of the <laughs> SEC West. <laughs> um, um, 
Strength, uh, game to watch. What do you think about uh, Mississippi State? Um, to me, it is at home versus A&M. Yes. Good game. Uh, they play A&M tough, or they even beat A&M somehow. Um, that game in Alabama just becomes much more intriguing. That much more intriguing. Right. But um, that's the game to watch to me. because I, I know at LSU is probably going to be a fun game to watch, but I think those teams are pretty even, um, in my opinion. So, um, and nothing really non-conference is, is much much for Mississippi State. It's not probably not going to be very very exciting. But I think right. that that game that that would be my game to watch. A um, and M at home. Yeah. So my game to watch is actually uh, Week One. It's uh, Memphis? Memphis and Mississippi State. Well, you so, already have a bet on that game. I do, and I've already talked about it. I've been and I want to talk about it again. And, and again, and people can shit on me if this game loses, but the Bulldogs lost to Memphis on the road and they had a shot and they yep. threw, I think they threw a pick six in that game that really knocked them out. And they still scored another touchdown and it came down to a two point conversion to mm-hmm. tie the game and go to overtime and they couldn't do it. Memphis is the toughest place to get a W. Memphis is on a win streak at home and they just beat everybody, even though. Memphis, I mean, I'm sorry, Mississippi State had a plus 22 net yard average. They dominated on the yardage battle in that game, and they still lost, which is kind of remarkable. And that usually that all, if you go back and look at stuff like that, when you see a plus 22 and the team lost, you go back to turnovers. And that's what it was. I'll say this. If Mississippi State loses to Memphis, they're fucked. (laughs) They won't. uh, They won't lose. The, it's the question is, is they cover because this game went from a three point game where Mississippi state was favored on the road. Now they're minus 17 oh, at home. So that t- the line tells the story. This is going to be a blowout. It's going to be an absolute beating. Memphis, it better be. Yeah. It, I mean, Memphis is bringing back a lot of guys too, including the quarterback, but doesn't matter because they suck on the road. I want, I want, Memphis to be full squatted from last year to go play Will Rogers pissed off to go set a, set the tone. All right, so my next last team, one. yeah, uh, that Tiger. <laughs> so, I can't. See, I don't know. Is that that was my impression of Brian Kelly doing a fucking Bayou accent? Okay, so <laughs> are, are you gonna just hate this team out of spite? What's your deal? It's not spite. It's logical thinking. Uh huh. Okay, so what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on LSU? No, let me hear your thoughts first. To me, LSU is a complete wild card. It's a complete, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're going to have players. They have a brand new coach that's very unfamiliar with the conference. Right. Which, to me, is not a good thing. I think I don't think you just walk into the SEC, especially the SEC West, and, and own it um, in three or four years, maybe. But... Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he walked into a great spot. I mean, who's their quarterback? I mean, is he? You know, um, it's a uh, J. It's a it's, uh, it's a revolving door. What's his name left? Johnson transferred. It's Jane Daniels. Okay, he's so a he's a transfer from. He's right? a transfer from Arizona State. Yeah. So that does that get you excited? No. No. Um, I, I think Ole Miss. I think LSU is going to struggle. I could see them. I could see them finishing last in the West with. With only a couple conference wins, um, because you know their home field is going to get them some wins. Yeah, <clears throat> just because they're LSU, 
But, I mean, Florida State at home, who knows? They're probably an equal team to Florida State right now. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't see a lot of victories on their schedule. No. I mean, Florida State at home, Southern University at home, which is a win. Yep. Mississippi State at home, you think Mississippi State's going to win that? Yes. New Mexico, New Mexico at home, yep. that's a win. At Auburn, probably a loss. Tennessee at home, probably a loss. Mm-hmm. Florida at Florida, loss. Mississippi at home, maybe a win, probably a coin flip game. Um, Alabama at home, loss. At Arkansas, loss. UAB win. At A&M, loss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're like they're. I think they're lucky to make the bowl. Is the I agree. I, is the way I is the way I what I feel about LSU this year. I agree. I think we're on the same path on this one. So I think that I want to talk about something positive about LSU this year. I think their wide receiver quorum is absolutely electric. Problem is they don't have a quarterback that's going to be able to throw to them this year. This this squad is ranked number five in the country in preseason polls that I've seen from a positional standpoint. And they're bringing back a guy that's going to get t- clipped in the first round in Kayshawn Butte. And I feel bad for this kid. Um, I think he's a local boy there, but he's an absolute – fucking beast if you can actually get the ball to them. Um, their strength on this side, uh, defense will be a strength for them. They're ranked number 10 in the country uh, as far as overall defense. Uh, I mean, sorry, the defensive line mm-hmm. is going to be ranked that high. Um, and they're bringing back uh, two top edge rushers uh, on that side. So they're going to be able to put pre- pressure on the quarterback. I just don't know if they're going to be able to um, you know, be, uh score on offense and actually make stops on the defensive side, especially in the passing game with the uh, uh, corners in question weakness. We already kind of talked about with JT Daniels. Um, He's, he's the uh, ASU transfer. Uh, You saw him last year play Uh, mobile quarterback can run. He can move his feet. His passing is kind of in question, but they don't really have any other options at quarterback because basically all of them transfer all of them left. Um, and the only six starters coming back are, are mostly wide receivers. So you have an offensive line issue, uh, which is pivotal. You have a quarterback issue that uh, in an offense that he hasn't played. You have a new coach um, in an offense that he's trying to develop. There's just nothing in sight that looks positive for this LSU team whatsoever. So I think they're going to have a – they're at the bottom of my, of the heap in my opinion, of, of the SEC West. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I have them tied with LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn yeah. all tied for fifth, six, seventh in that side. Yeah. I think they're all in the same bucket. Um, what do you think? You want to take a quick break, um, grab a beverage, and then talk some SEC East? Um, yeah. Good? Yeah. I'll, I'll have to figure out. To... I, I'm kind of thirsty. Yeah, let's pause this. We're gonna pause this. We get we'll 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 uh, well stop here. We did the SEC West. We're gonna go and do the the SEC East right after this. After this break, we'll be back. Back. Part two of the college football breakdown brought to you by Dad Bods. We are back, Guns Picks here, and Punisher Picks. We just broke down the SEC West. If you watched part one, thank you very much. Please join us for part two as we break mm-hmm. down the SEC East. Now, the SEC East, 
We're going to start with the national champions. Kirby Smart. Stetson Bennett. The Bulldogs. What are your thoughts on the Bulldogs in 2022? So they lost a lot. Right? Yes. I think they're going to be all right. Based on recruiting, <laughs> I think that they're no different than Bama as yeah. far as the reload button con- is concerned. I think their culture is is to that. I think I can safely, you know, lump them in with Alabama with that sort of a winning culture, rebuild, reload situation that they have going on down there. They got their quarterback back, which is huge. That's usually the biggest part, in my opinion. Um, yes. But if he gets hurt, are they are they are they what do they have behind him? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, I'd have to look down. That's the thing I didn't look at. I didn't look down the line to see what, what was that's the my outcome. only. You know, that's my only. You know, because they had JT Daniels back there last year. Something happened. Correct. Um, he's he's at West Virginia now. Correct. So that is my one concern about them. That could keep them out of that, out of the the playoffs. Um, he's, a, he's a small guy. He gets he gets rid of the ball quick, but he will run. Um, so I don't know, man. That would be my only concern. They could probably plug and play and beat beat people ugly by running the ball and playing defense if they had to. But um, it, it, eventually, you're going to have to score to beat people. And if you know their quarterback play is lacking, that could be that could be a factor for them. Now Correct. Georgia fans will probably tell me they have a five-star guy waiting, who's going to be might. Correct. Which they which they probably do, but it doesn't always work out that way. So um, that would be my one concern, which is it's a small concern. You know, it's nitpicking, but yep. um, I have them finishing first in the East, seven and one, probably going eleven and one um, during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? All right, so you you already hit on the strength of Stetson Bennett. He's under center, um, and three of their top four receivers, including uh, Brock Bowers, is back. No, one, I mean Brock Bowers. You know, I talk. Uh, I'm very high on Mike Mayer, but that's kind of I have a bias with that because he's with Notre Dame. But I think Brock Bowers really is the best. Tight well, he end was in a fr- well, he was a true freshman last year. He was insane. He was an absolute. He was he was the best wide receiver he was the the guy that stetson bennett went to that's his he's crutch like, he's like having uh george kittle he's that type oh of guy. yeah 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 like mike mayer is like gronkowski and you you hit it right on the head bowers is like a george kittle it's 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 one one and one the same so you're gonna see those guys getting picked very high in the draft i don't know who's one i guess it depends on their performance this year or depends on that team what kind of style, style oh what they want, they want yeah but. But they're both obviously, yeah. They're they're both top notch. I mean, to the max. Um, another thing to consider with with Georgia, if you're looking at team totals and everything, weak ass schedule this year. They they're ranked 58th mm-hmm. toughest schedule. Um, the games that I I I went through their schedule, I was like, they got to play Florida and Oregon. Are those the toughest teams that you have to play this year? On a re yeah, but- kind of a rebuild year. So they got lucky, you know, occasionally you get lucky in the SEC with a weak schedule. 
and this is one of those years that Georgia is. I don't think Georgia's a title contender. I really don't. I don't. But either. I think that they're uh, an eleven and you know eleven and one team headed to the SEC championship type of team right. that is going to lose an SEC championship and probably not get a playoff spot, mm-hmm. um, and then go to a bowl game and sit all their players out and you know we don't we all know the whole story about what happens. But um, I mean, like the West teams that they play are Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida, no Florida East, Mississippi State, South Carolina, for South Carolina East. So who do they play? Just Mississippi State, Auburn. Yeah, they, it it's very weak. They play Auburn, Auburn, Mississippi State, and that's it. Mm-hmm. The other, I mean, they're, they're out of conference game. They have to play Oregon, and Bo Nix knows that team. We'll get to the t- the game to watch. I wanted to say one more thing about Georgia. They, they, they're bringing back three starters on the defensive side. This is a defense that basically is the reason why they won a national championship. That team's defense was absolutely the best. And it was Kirby Smart's Picasso of, of a masterpiece of a season. They were an absolute first-half juggernaut. Nobody scored on them. They beat the piss out of everybody except for uh, Alabama in the SEC championship in a letdown spot, and they weren't even motivated for that game. But I digress. Um, they do have a strong secondary coming back, two returning starters with uh, Keely Ringo, and they actually got a good Clemson transfer, uh, Kendrick, uh, that's going to take over the reins in there. They're pre- actually ranked number one as far as defensive backs are concerned. Wow. Uh, so if there's one position they have strength in is the coverage, but everything else is rep- they're basically starting uh, from scratch. You know, I'm probably not giving Georgia enough credit when I'm yeah. saying they're not a, not a not a playoff contender because if you think about it, this is a young team, right? Pretty young team. Fairly, uh, I, I mean, not offensively. I think they got they got a lot of guys coming back. The running back and the wide receiver core, a lot are new to that. The offensive line is pretty much intact. The quarterback's intact. Um, defensive side, definitely. 100%. But to me, an easy new. schedule, an easy schedule. You get these guys, stay healthy. You never know. You never know, especially if and they got a good know, coach. Yeah, especially if A and M somehow shows up in that championship game. You you don't. It may not be Alabama. We think it's going to be, but um, you know, Georgia is going to be very, very good. I don't think they're going to repeat by any by any stretch of the imagination. <clears throat> yeah, I agree there. Um, game to watch. What do you think? Uh, Oregon. Okay, so we're in the Oregon. same boat. <laughs> yeah, it's to me, it's because I'm excited about the game. Yeah. If if it was like the seventh game on the list, I might not put it as my game to watch. But um, we'll see. If, we'll see if Georgia, what Georgia has left to the tank after that national championship. That's a lot to. Yep. It's a lot. It's a lot to on to put on these kids to come out and play a tough team like that first. And Oregon's going to be chomping at the bit. It, it's their toughest game on the schedule, um, and they're face they're facing a familiar face in Bo Nix. Bo yeah. Nix knows that team, um, and I, I think it, it's it's a, a potential. Kind of a tough spot. Spot. It's a tough spot. It's a tough, and it's week one. It's 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 the first game out of the out of the gate in a in a rebuild on the defensive side. Um, your offense is intact, and. I'm gonna be I mean, rooting I tell for Oregon. You, Oregon. I'm gonna be, root, I'm gonna be rooting for Oregon. I'm gonna be rooting for Oregon unless you tell me to bet Georgia. 
listen, I, I, if I you would have listened to me last year, I would have told you to bet. Cle- I mean, uh, oh, was it Clemson and in Georgia, right? Played each other in in yeah. a similar spot, and then I would have told you to bet Clemson. And I feel like Georgia is in that Clemson spot right now, yeah. whereas Oregon is in a spot where, you know, we'll get we'll get into Oregon when we get down the road. But that this is a, a squad with a chip on their shoulder. You yeah, don't know, Georgia, and, and yep. especially Bonex. Georgia's vulnerable. Georgia's yes. vulnerable uh, until they show they can. This is, I mean, they they were they weren't a top. They were always on the cusp of uh, until last year, right? They finally got over that hump, but staying over that hump is hard. I mean, not many teams stay over that hump for extended amount of time. So, yeah, he, yeah, you're, you're not wrong, great. Kevin. Not wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a scary game. I'm going to be excited for that one. All right, next team up. Uh, the next team up is uh, – huh, I don't even know how to sing this song. Hell, Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Tennis, Tennessee. And I'll just say this before I, before I pass it to you right now. Uh-huh. They're always that team like, man, they look good on paper. But they always let you down. Yep. Yeah, and I, the Texas, and I'm the trying Texas of the SEC and heck they are the Texas of the SEC. So Tennessee is the next up on deck. They, they played an incredible year for them in, in year one of the hypo uh, regime uh, played an immaculate bowl game, which I thought was a really good non college football mm-hmm. playoff bowl game against Purdue. What are your thoughts on Tennessee this year? So I have them finishing four and four and fourth in the East. Okay. Um, only because, only because I don't. When I broke down their schedule, I think they have some really tough games. Um, one of them being um, Bama at home, which is going to be tough to win. But they are. I mean, they they. It's going to come down to them or Kentucky to be who that second second team is to me in that division mm-hmm. um whoever wins those in that matchup is going to be big and i think they have them at home when you look at their schedule real quick but tennessee to me is a team that's going to score it's all about their defense is it, can they stop anybody yeah um because hypel is a great coach and a great office a great office of mind and he obviously had it going last year but they lost a lot of games i don't think they should have last year yeah so can they fix those errors can they get more disciplined that's my that's my breakdown of Tennessee until I see it. I'm not going to pick them to do much more than, you know, an eight win season. You're, you're really see like my notes are just, <laughs> we're, we're seeing uh, Tennessee the same way. Listen, that, the biggest thing they got coming back, the two top two, uh, the top two experienced teams in the sec are Mississippi state and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's bringing back 15 starters, eight on offense, seven on defense, including Hendon hooker who had a, uh, a, I, this will piss Craig Thompson off, but he's better at Tennessee than he ever would be at Virginia Tech. It, I mean, he's uh, it's, it's a perfect offense, no huddle, just absolute. Just I'm gonna either run it or pass it. He he absolutely excelled in this position, and we you got him back this year, and he he played exceptionally well in his first year with Tennessee. They're also bringing back uh, leading rusher and Jamari Small. And their top receiver last year in Cedric Tillman. Uh, this is a t- tough team. 
Oh, offensive. You want to know about their offensive line? Four out of five starters are coming back on the offensive line, too. I mean, the, this team hits all levels. This offense is going to be better than last year and very tough uh, takeout in a lot of spots. You brought up their weakness, their defense. And it's it's the same thing. It's a liability. Um, it, it took them out of games in a lot of spots because it, it, it was the last man that had the ball in a lot of these games when you watch Tennessee. So, uh, but they're bringing back the experience. Seven guys on the on the defensive side. Can they get better? Can they figure out how to make stops? Because that's all you have to do with it. just make a stop here and there, and let the offense just absolutely just level teams. That this offense is going to score a lot of points. Just need defense to make a couple stops here and there. It's very UCF ish. That's all you so need. They have so they have a pretty easy non conference schedule. Toughest yep. game being Pittsburgh, which I mean Pittsburgh. We can we can talk about them later. Are you I, looking I, at I, my notes? <laughs> Are you looking at my notes? Is that your t- is that your game to watch? That's my game to watch. So I have them winning that game, um, and if they do, they could exceed my expectations. But I don't know, man. I, I looking at their schedule, they'll probably lose that LSU. Mm-hmm. Um to me their season hinges on that Florida game. Yeah. If they beat if they beat Florida at home, it sets them up for success because they can't afford to lose that home game. Because that's probably their toughest home game other than Kentucky. So and I think Kentucky's gonna beat them because I think Kentucky's gonna be really, really good. They have a I think they have a better coach mm. and a better defense. So they gotta beat. They gotta beat Florida to exceed my expectations for them in the in the conference. And I think Florida's I, gonna be. And I think Florida's gonna be better than they were last year. What was your? Did, so what was your game to watch? Um, my game to watch is um, Florida Tennessee. Okay. Florida, and, and I like that. And that was on my list too. I but I I took uh, I took Pittsburgh just on the revenge factor. This yeah. was a big game for them. Um, and if Pittsburgh, if I thought Pittsburgh was going to be any good, I would have picked that one. I just don't know how good Pittsburgh is going to be. And that's that's the question. Um, defensively, what de- defensively they're going to be better, I think. Uh, offensively, you have. Sl- I mean, I don't want to talk about ACC too much, but uh, I mean, there's going to be a transition lose, there. Obviously, yeah, you can't lose pick it and be better. So, yeah. so, so yeah. looking at the Pittsburgh game. Revenge spot for Tennessee. They lost 41 to 30, uh, 41 to 34. If you actually watch that game, there was a lot of bad turnovers in that mm-hmm. game, which was kind mm-hmm. of like unprecedented for Herndon, uh, Hendon, uh, sorry, uh, Hooker in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, he has three point dogs at home. Uh, it's primarily due to turnover. They, they actually lost a turnover battle by three, three, uh, three turnovers. Goes back to what I was saying before. Uh, so it should be a good spot for them, uh, with no look ahead. So I, I think uh, Tennessee will have a revenge spot in this one uh, against a, a Pittsburgh team that I think uh, w- once we get to the ACC uh, breakdown, uh, there's to me I don't think there's going to be much change as far as their uh, ex- uh, production is concerned. But I agree. next one on the board, Chompa Chompa Chompa. It's the, it's the blue and the orange in Gainesville. We're talking the Florida Gators. What are your thoughts on Florida with new coach Bill Napier? I have Florida five and three in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them being third in the East. 
with a chance to to make some noise um, if some pieces fall for them. Um, they have a tough schedule, though, man. They have <laughs> they have at Georgia and Oof. at A and M back to back, back to back. Yeah, tough, um, tough. So that is, you know, and then that's probably going to set them up as you know they have no chance in the in the conference after those two games. But um, that's that's the SEC for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as we get down towards the list, I think my notes get smaller. And Florida is like one of those smaller ones. You wait till I get to Vandy. Oh shit! I should show you my notes on that. One. I think Florida will be fun to watch. I I like. I think college better football is better when Florida is good. He um, it, yeah. So I, I hope that I hope they I hope they the SEC East needs needs some. They need a little help, right? Yeah. I mean, these teams have been struggling for the last three or four years. I think Florida made the right decision to get Bill Napier. I mm-hmm. think he's a guy that can bring – he can motivate individuals um, and he can bring in some talent that yeah, uh, probably hire. probably not seen from Florida before. I, I He did a great job at ULL. And, and the way that that team – the way that he performed in that bowl game, he showed up for the last bowl game. His players all showed up for that last bowl game and they dominated. Uh, that is a good – that is a, a respect for a coach, um, what he did with that program. Because ULL was not even on the map if it no. wasn't for him. Now you got him at Florida. Now you got him in a situation where it, he's kind of in a rebuild. But, man, does he have a good quarterback in Anthony, Anthony Richardson? Um, if you actually saw this kid play, he's kind of this bottle kick. So mm-hmm. you don't know. He, he can definitely run. He can definitely make plays. But I don't know where his arm is going to be and his accuracy is going to be. We haven't mm-hmm. seen that yet. Um, he didn't really have the opportunity, but now he does with J- Emory Jones gone. So uh, the quest—it's—it's it's not really a strength to me. It's more of a question: Can this guy be honed in this talent, this bottle cake, to create an electric offense that uh, goes back to Steve Spurrier? Uh, can, can we get to that point? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Um, but that I mean that was my notes. Is <laughs> like Anthony Richardson is going to decide Florida. Yep, there's a lot um, of teams like that. Game to watch. What do you think? Utah at Florida. Um, interesting, interesting. Because I think Utah is really, really good. Um, v- I yes. Think you know, I think they're very good. I think they're underrated. And I think Florida, if they come out and beat Utah, it they have a chance to kind of run the table until they get to that gauntlet. When do they uh, when do they play? Um, let's see here. I Is that week four. one? Yeah, week one is Utah, Georgia, yeah, for sure. This or Utah, um Florida. This is where Bill Napier excels. <laughs> he plays good week ones, but granted, it's a different team, so that's a yeah. Question. I mean, I mean, their their schedule is really, really hard. But if they just make it to make it to that Georgia game in late October, he just. Um, I just want to pull, pull Kevin again. Great, yeah, <laughs> great bowl game. But you got you know you play Utah, then you play Kentucky. South yeah, Florida, ooh, tough, then Tennessee, tough. 
I mean, that's yep. a, just that's just a tough. And South Florida is going to be pretty damn good. I mean, South Florida could beat Florida. Let's be honest. I think they're but they they have a really really good quarterback. South um, Florida is going to be something like I we think have they're to gonna, break down. Yeah, I, I think they're in our like last show probably where we talk about the others as yep. being a team that I think could be really really good. I yeah, I think we're on the same page on that one. I don't want to like get, give too much information before we uh, put out the episode, but I'm going to break. I think we're going to have a long talk about uh, yeah U- USF. Yeah, so I have Florida finishing third in in the East. Yep. Um, Tennessee fourth. Um, we have three more teams left. So so actually, you brought up a good point because I want to talk about the game to watch on my end. Um, yeah. Florida at Kentucky is the mm-hmm. game that I picked, and and for the reason that. Um, you talked about, listen, they're going to be coming off uh, a game. They have to play Utah. Um, very tough spot. The outcome of that game is going to going to really decide how I bet the next game. Because uh, when they played Kentucky last year, Florida lost to them 20-13 uh, to 13 on the road. Um, and now gets them at home uh, where Florida has won their last eight home games straight up versus SEC, SEC East teams. So keep that stat in mind when looking at that game. So if Florida loses to Utah, which mm-hmm. in probably a lot of people's opinion should happen because Utah is going to be a very good team this year. Um, it's really going to set things up for uh, the Kentucky game. You're going to get a favorable line really early yep. and you should just buy it that early. Yep. So I, gonna, I really like gonna, Florida. They're going to split that. Yeah. They're going to split those games somehow. I think. Yeah. Right. So. Yep. So yeah, and, and and it's one of yeah. I mean, it's a a borderline. Utah, beat you, yeah, beat Utah, then you're down for Kentucky, or lose to Utah and go in and just Utah, kill Kentucky. You're up for Kentucky, right? Yep. It's, it's a one and one. I don't know who they're going to win or who they're going to beat, but that's my opinion on that. Yep. So I'm I'm actually rooting for a Utah beating of Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kentucky is the next one up for grabs. This is a interesting team on uh you know Stoops basically lives in Kentucky and I'm not talking about the one in Oklahoma. I'm talking the one in Kentucky pun picks. What are your thoughts on Kentucky? I love this team. I'm rooting for this team. Who, who does, I mean, every year you kind of root for Kentucky in some sort of level. If there are any, I, I, I want, I want Kentucky to do well because it will just, they they just deserve it, man. It's kind of like how you feel about Arkansas or, you know, one of these teams that's just been stuck in obscurity for, right, twenty years and just yep. can't get over that hump. And they're so close, you just want to see them do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes the league better if those teams are better. So, um, I think they're pretty fucking good, dude. What do you think? I mean, I mean, they're bringing on the offensive side. They look good. Listen, they got Will Levis from Penn State, and that just worked perfect. I mean, having Kentucky have a quarterback is kind of like the staple of the success mm-hmm. of what Kentucky does. I mean, I remember when uh, not too long ago. I mean, I mean they were working with a, a wide receiver at quarterback, running the uh, <laughs> running the option basically. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. mean, Will Levis is really a Penn State quarterback wearing a Kentucky uniform. He does mm-hmm. he does everything you want him to do. He has a little bit of mobility. He can move in inside outside the pocket. He makes crisp passes. He's a pocket passer. And uh 
they're bringing back their top two uh, running backs as well, and Cavate Smoke, which is a great football great, name. Great name. Love that name. And uh, Chris Rodriguez, who is their top uh, running back uh, as of last year. But Cavate Smoke, I feel like he's been there for six years because I, I, that name just sticks in my head. It's like, Cavate Smoke has the ball. He just ran for six. I was like, oh, I love that name. So I, so I love this team. And <clears throat> I want to go ahead and I don't know if you have anything or you I have one more thing I just want to bring up. Do you want to do team. a pick? Do you want to do pick? Uh, what do you mean? Like win total? Or do you wait till the end? No, no, no. We're almost we're almost done. We'll we'll kind of like go faster on on, on the okay. teams here. But Thank like Kentucky, sure. Kentucky, uh the wide receiver quorum, uh they lost their top two wide receivers, including uh Wendale Robinson. That may be a concern on that end. I don't know who they've got from the recruiting side or transfers. Um so there is a concern there for Will Levis, but I think uh, Will Levis is poised and uh, going to produce for this team. Game to watch. I picked Tennessee uh, right, right before Halloween. Uh, they lost to them 45-42 to 42 last season. Um, visitors in this matchup are 6-1 and one against the spread versus Kentucky off a of bye, and this is where um, uh, Tennessee falls in. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kentucky falls in. So this is a good spot for Kentucky. I, my game to watch for them is Georgia. I play, they host Georgia second to last game of the year. Could mean a chance to win the East. I mean, yes. I mean, it could. There's a chance. So that's my game to watch, projecting that hopefully both of those teams are one loss teams or undefeated teams headed into you know, that, that, that final game, but man, yep. that's, that's my game to watch. And I think Kentucky is going to be really good. We'll talk a little bit more about yep. them just a little bit later for sure. Yep. So Teaser alert. let's go, let's go into uh, the game Cox. Go Cox. Um, I wish we had lock on for this because I need a little I, uh, local I do too. flavor. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we can get to this now lock. If you saw previous episodes, he picked our win total is over. Um, and he had a good explanation a for half? that. Was it six and a half or five and a half? It was like seven, seven, I think. Seven? Yeah, seven? yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe it was, yeah, I have to, I have to go back to the uh, archives, but anyways, South Carolina, the Gamecocks, what do you think? Um, I think they're, um, I think they fit the Mississippi state mold on the other side of the conference for me yep. where I, I think I could get them really wrong. Yep. Um, only because of Rattler. Yeah. Um, he's, He's the wild card. So Correct. if Rattler plays like the Elite 11 guy that OU thought they were getting or that they had kind of before Caleb Williams got there and Rattler got rattled. <laughs> yes. Shane Rattler. Shane Rattler. They have, they have a chance. I mean, if yes. he, he comes out and he's talented as hell, if he's motivated, they mm-hmm. could be really good. But I don't know if they, they – and they're going to have a really good defense, right? I think that's one of their strengths. Um, if I'm not, if I'm correct about that, but I think that they have a, a lot of defensive players coming back. Yep. Um, I know from the offensive side, they're bringing back like everybody. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they're, and they have a, who's their coach. They have a new coach too, right? Um, no, Beeman Beamer. Yeah. So it's his second Beamer? year. It's his second, second year, year, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, man, I, I'm excited to watch them. I would have been excited to watch South Carolina. They've always been so boring. They don't score any points. Yeah. Um, they'll beat somebody every once in a while they're not supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so with Rattler, it kind of gives them a little juice. Um, and a little juice can go a long way if you start winning a couple games and you build some momentum. So I think they're a fun team to watch. Um, Locke likes them. Obviously, he's a he's a graduate. Um, so we'll, it we'll might get be him emotionally we'll, we'll, motivated, but sure. We'll get his, we'll get his thoughts during yep. the season. Don't worry about that. So, so you hit on the point that Spencer, yeah, Spencer Rattler is going to be the quarterback for SC. Um, nine guys coming back on the offensive side, only five on the defensive side. Uh, they have the 17th toughest schedule, so that's going to kind of hurt them in a lot of ways. Um, offensive line all coming back in their top two receivers, and it's it's all based on can is like we we got you vet you have a veteran lineup. We're just going to insert you here. Can you do it? And and Shane Rattler has to either be uh, outside his maturity because um, he's uh, he's been very immature in my opinion, and actually be you know take what happened at Oklahoma as a wake up call, and come into this spot at, and and say like look I'm gonna dominate in a spot that you never thought I'd dominate, and right. and that's gonna and that's the question mark for South Carolina. You're either on the bottom or you're somewhere near the top. I agree. All right, let's just. I want to. We got two teams left, and I just want to go through them. I think we can go through them. Missouri, Missouri stinks. Uh, Fourteen starters back, six six on offense, eight on defense. What do you think of Missouri? The only thing I'll say about Missouri is I think they have a really good recruiting class. Um, but uh, are they here? Are they going to play this year? I don't know. I know they do next season. Um, I don't know what they had last season. I know they have a staggeringly good recruiting class coming in. Mm-hmm. either this upcoming season or the next season. I can't remember which. So that gives me a little hope for Missouri. Um, Missouri is is probably one in seven in the conference, unfortunately. You know, they're just not going to win. It's up, Where's their but, win? Um, uh, Bandy. <laughs> you you want, you want to pick them to win a different game, another game other than Vanderbilt, but you just can't. I mean, looking at them, you just can't. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be tough sledding for Missouri. Um, I'm looking forward to watching them play Kansas State. Old Big 12 rivalry matchup game. See how Kansas State stacks up to Missouri, who has SEC athletes, should be a little bit better. Um, um, rooting for Kansas State, obviously. Um, but, you know, Missouri is going to have a, a really, really, really tough time winning. Um, they just don't have a lot of games set up on their schedule uh, up to win in in the SEC. I mean, they have, we look at their schedule, they go to Auburn, loss, host Georgia, loss, to Florida, loss, Vandy at home, win, at South Carolina, probably a loss. Home to Kentucky loss at Tennessee loss at Arkansas home loss. And where it's why did you yeah. go to the SEC, Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have excelled where uh, Big Twelve. I think that weren't they in the Big Ten for a minute? <laughs> no, they tried to get in the Big Ten and they could. Oh, that's right. Okay, but um, yeah, no, but Missouri, it's they, they don't fit the SEC. They shouldn't be in the conference. They're not an SEC team. I I think offensively they're going to be fine to above average to mediocre. 
their defense sucks. They had the worst rush defense in the league. I mean, last year they were ranked uh, 105th in the country, and you're a SEC team. 124. I'm sorry. That's overall defense. 124th uh, versus the run. They gave up 5.31 runs, uh, yards per carry, and then 124th against the pass. And I said, well, if you can't stop the run, you ain't going to stop the pass either because – Play action, scoop, because uh, you're you're gonna overplay the run. Right. So this team needs to figure out how to stop the run, and I don't know how that happens. I know Drinkwitz is there; he's a good, he's got a a, a good resume as far as uh, head coaches are concerned. But it's not an offensive issue; it's fix your defense. Whether it's recruiting, transfers, whatever you have to do, this team is still on my stink list. And I will not put them any higher than above Vandy right now. Yep. Vanderbilt, we all both agree that it's they're at the bottom and yep. and uh, are, are doing a rebuild and they're hoping to get better. But you know, it's just they're in they're in they're in no man's land forever. Yep. So I agree. Unfortunate unfortunately for them. All so, right. You wanna do Vandy real quick? You know you know what my notes are in Vandy? Who cares? I already told you. I already told you my name. This is shit. Fuck Vandy. No, Vandy's <laughs> gonna suck. They're they're the, they're the bottom feeders. They're, there's no uh, unless unless um, uh, the Penn State coach comes back and builds that team up again. I don't want to talk yeah. about Vandy. Is Jay Cutler your quarterback? I don't want to talk about Vandy. Vandy's gonna be the uh, it's gonna be a virtual bye week for every team in the SEC. Maybe now, not Missouri. Now, would it be cool if they were good? Yeah, of course. But it's just, yeah, they just be don't, exciting. They're they have too many constraints academically to even get some of these guys they need to get to compete in that conference. Yeah, they, I mean, the only reason Vandy is in the SEC is because they need to bump up their GPAs. Exactly. That's it. Okay. All right. So let's let's go and break down uh, the your rankings for the SEC West first. Okay, I've got Alabama, A and M, Arkansas, Ole Miss. LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn. We're close. I think we have a different opinion about Mississippi State. Yep. I think you got Mississippi State higher. So I have Bama, AM, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, LSU, Auburn. This might be the first time ever I've ever been more like confident in arkansas or more you're confident on arkansas like i'm confident on mississippi state i'm confident in arkansas like you were confident in arkansas last year yes yes very very right. correct Can, i, th- I right? think i think they take basketball a step wise too <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah that kind of bit me in the ass too but the uh i mean arkansas side like I, I actually put Arkansas at three initially, and then I moved mm-hmm. Mississippi State up just because of experience. I think this yeah. I think Mike Leach will have some – he'll have a season, whether it's this season or next, he's going to have a season where they're going to have a good year from a, a regular season standpoint. And then the postseason is where he just can't do it. And he has his Gardner Minshew in – Will Rogers, and I think maybe even better. This kid is just good. 
Yeah, I mean, you've talked me into Mississippi State. You really have. I just don't think I like it more than Arkansas. Yeah, I'd probably I, put them four. And there is a defensive question: Can they make stops? I don't know. Yeah, we'll just, see. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn are all. I don't hate what yeah. Pittman's doing with uh, Arkansas either. It's like I, I, like I put them at four, but it's a it's a close three four. If it changes, that's how I rank them. So I said Bama, yeah. A and M, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, LSU, Auburn. Put it on the fucking graphic. All right. East, All right. East. Uh, SEC East. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. Georgia, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt. See, this is where we differ. What do you have? <laughs> I you have, have Tennessee second, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I have Georgia. Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina. I actually moved South Carolina up mm-hmm. because I it, it's more of a, a Rattler is going to be yeah. fine there. Yeah. So got him at four. Florida, Missouri, Vandy. Those are what I got. So I yeah, have UGA yeah, I just, and Bama again rematch for the just, SEC. Yeah, I just Tennessee's just got to prove it to me. Um, but, I understand the Tennessee take, but this is like this feels different. I know, I know. I did it, so I did a blind. I did like a, I did a rankings um, without seeing schedules, and just ranked them top to bottom. And I had Tennessee second. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to break down their schedule, I had to move Tennessee down to fourth. I was a so, skeptic. I was a skeptic of Heupel in year one with what he had to work with. And then he was able to adjust. And I think the back half of the season, you really saw where where the progression of that team can go, potentially. And I think that may be something that the uh, SEC hasn't seen as far as like high pace, no huddle offense, and, and uh, having a hooker in there to yeah. run it. It seems like he's more comfortable in that spot. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, if you can run that, you have a chance. So yeah. we, we uh, so we have so we both have the same championship then. Georgia um, yeah. Bama. So we have Bama and uh, UGA. So what do you think? I, I mean, I, I think it's Bama. Yeah, um, I do too. Especially since they're not playing twice this season. You but know, I think the not... defense is going to be the driver, not the offense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I think Alabama is pretty good offensively. And George is going to be worse defensively. But um, since they're not playing during the regular season like they did last year, right? you're not going to have that obvious championship like we had last year. You know, right. like Georgia wasn't beating Bama twice. No. So, um, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm on the same boat. I, I know Bama is the favorite anyways. It's like minus money right now. Well, they didn't um, play the regular season. They played championship and then the playoff, right? That's what I was thinking. They, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Alabama they, they doesn't didn't really... play during the regular season. But I was thinking, you know, after I was thinking the playoffs, sorry. But yeah, um, I'm not I caring think... about that. All right, <laughs> I ain't caring about it. I guess my point you know, is, I'm I, don't, on, I don't. I'm on, I don't think listen. they're playing twice. I don't think they're playing twice. I don't think the only way they play twice is if Georgia wins. Yeah, and I don't think Georgia's going to win. No, I think Georgia was, it was have a, a loss. Last year, it didn't matter. It, last year, it didn't matter who won. They were both getting into the playoffs no matter what. Yeah. 
I think this year is different. I think Georgia comes in with this. One is, loss this already. is Kirby Smart's greatest coaching challenge off a championship. Yeah, Let's see what he can do. It, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard to follow up. A lot of pressure on Justin Bennett. I would not know as a fan that, of a team that doesn't win championships. So I, yeah. I assume it's pretty hard to follow. Hey, up you win major bowl games. Don't worry about it. You beat my yeah, fucking true. team. That's true. Jerk off. All right. Uh, all right. So, do you have a dark horse? But I have a dark horse pick for like a future for the to win the SEC. Yeah, you go ahead. Dark horse. I took. I, I like if I were to make just this is all value. I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I think it's 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 worth taking. Is Texas A and M plus sixteen hundred yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to win the SEC? And it's mm-hmm. just regular season. It's not the it's not the uh, conference championship. I mean, you, all you have to do is uh, find a way to beat Bama, and you're going to win it. And it's come de- comes down to one game. Granted, you did. You have to do it on the road, right? And you won last year, so it's a revenge spot. Very tough spot, but throwing a couple shekels on a a, a plus dog. Um, so I, I think, think it's I'll... actually no, it's to win the SEC. So it's it's the championship. I'm sorry, plus sixteen hundred to win the SEC, including yeah, so the SEC championship. I think my dog would have to be Kentucky. That um, must be a good. I I didn't look at the value of that one, but that must be only only because. What if Georgia falters? Mm-hmm. You know, what if Ben? Uh, yeah, you're looking for who's going to be. I was like, I would look at Tennessee, and Kentucky's in there too. I I don't hate like Kentucky seems more balanced. Where can where your Tennessee is high, yep. high bar offense, low bar defense, right? But they bring back so get, experience. So you get Kentucky, Kentucky like plus three thousand. So. Worth a take, my, thirty I mean, to one. What's Tennessee? And you would need, I mean, you would need a lot to happen. Tennessee's plus forty five hundred. Yep. So you plus would need, so to take for somebody else to win, you would need probably need A and M to be out of the West, to Kentucky to be out of the East. Yep. Or Arkansas to be out of the West. Just something crazy to happen. Right. But um, that's I college mean, football, baby. That's that's something. Something always happens. Yep. Um. Let's, All right, let's win totals. Some, let's do some picks. Yep, um, win totals. I have one that I love. I think you could probably guess it. I want to save the nuke. To the, do you have anything outside of nuke? Yeah, I have something okay. a little Listen, bit less. I want. I want. I have. I, I have two nukes. <laughs> I'm very excited about. All right. I think I like you that. probably know what they are. It's, it, I'm not really. I'm so transparent based on my breakdowns of teams, but I want to. I want to talk about just teams that you would take that are non-nuke. Okay. Bama over eleven and a half. Okay. Plus one up twenty-five. <laughs> Kevin's the man. I love him so much. Look at that nuke. Nuke. <laughs> Um, so that would be I, I like the plus odds of Bama to win twelve. Okay. I just I think they're gonna go undefeated. And then um I like LSU under six and a half plus one twenty. Okay. Um I think it's your former your former coaches I think is gonna struggle down there. They've already been over their schedule. It's really hard. I yep. think they're gonna be lacking at a lot of positions in a tough West. Six and a half wins is going to be hard. They don't have an easy schedule out of conference, right? Either, um, 
So I think LSU's a, a tough, got a tough spot. What about you? All right, you want to hold. On? So you have a nuke, though, right? Yeah, I have. I have one more that I like a lot, and then all right, let's let's like hold off. Like, hold off on your nuke. I'll, I'll give you my just regular plays. Okay. Um, so we we differ on Alabama. Um, I took the under at eleven and a half. And the only reason I took the under is like, if There's Alabama's no gonna no if Al- yeah, <laughs> no, if Alabama's gonna win a national championship. From my memory, and I'm just going off my memory, they always get this weird loss, like uh, a Mississippi on the road, or uh, I don't know what game it's going to be. I just think if this know, team this, is, I know, but this also includes bowls, right? I mean, no, this is regular oh, season. It? This is all regular season. Sure? From what I, I read, no, it said reg. It said win totals, reg okay. season, and okay. eleven and a half. Was yeah. So if it yeah, was eleven and a half for uh, and included college football playoffs, why would I take an eleven and a half? Well, I know you're right, but I went through the schedule and I was like, I don't see them losing a game. Yeah, but you're right; they do lose one every once you, in a while. And honestly, yeah. you don't see it. Right, it you're right. I mean, d- nobody saw Texas A&M beating Bama as mm-hmm. an eighteen point dog. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's gonna happen. I think if mm-hmm. if 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 uh, Bama. Has to lose one. I don't know where it is, but they have to lose one. It doesn't kill their season, but they lose it like somewhere in the middle. Some weird fucking team. But that kills the uh, over on their wins. So I will never. Arkansas or something like that. I will. Correct. Could be that. But I will never take an over 11 and a half on anybody. I know. It's just. So I'm going to ask. Yep, I know. I'm an no, under you're, guy. You're, no, you're probably right. Un- unders are value. I have way more value in this type of bet. Yep. I mean, Kevin Thompson telling us the rules. We know. We just said it. <laughs> give, me a, give me a Red Sox win, Kevin. I'm sweating. All thing. right. All right. So that that's how we – I mean, honestly, anybody that ever watches this, even if it's – I mean, that's how easy it is to get comments on this show. I mean, I will put every comment up there if it's good, if it's not, you know, crazy. All right. So my next pick for the for uh, win totals outside nukes mm-hmm. is Old Miss under eight. Okay. I just think this team is in a transition. It's like this team is getting a, a full blown offensive deletion, which was their strength. Their offense. I mean, I'm sorry. Their defense is like lackluster. Terrible. Like and they rode, they rode Matt Coral, and you saw what happened in the bowl game when Baylor took out Matt Coral from injury. I mean, granted, they didn't have uh, Jackson Dart to come in, um, and I think he'll be fine. Uh, but I think there is a transitional period uh, with every quarterback to learn a new offense that is very different to me uh, than what USC brings in. Uh, uh, the Sarkeesian. Yep. Uh, I went through their table. schedule and I got I got seven wins for them. Yeah, that's why I like that under eight a lot. And I think they lose the Egg Bowl too. I think yeah, they're no. going to lose the Egg Bowl. So I think yeah, it may it may be one of those times where it comes down. I to have the egg them. Bowl. I have them winning the Egg Bowl, and I still had them at seven. So yeah. I think I think you have some cushion there. Yeah, um, I think that's a good bet. We'll we'll see. They they maybe hell if they're going into a a, a situation where uh, they need a win to get to a bowl game, 
that's going to change my perspective of of the the egg bowl. Because LSU LSU just needs Auburn and I mean uh, Mississippi Mississippi needs Auburn and LSU just not be good. All right, and that and that will get you your win total under. All right, let's All right. do nukes. All right, win total nukes. nukes. I wish I had a fucking okay. Uh, First nuke is Arkansas, over seven and a half, mm-hmm. plus one hundred five. You're Nothing high on playing. Arkansas. I'm high on Arkansas. Uh, high on the just, hog, they say. I just, I really think that they, um, I think they're winning eight games. I, I just, it, it's to me, it's less about the ACC, I mean the SEC schedule, and more about their non-conference for their win total. That's going to really affect them, correct? Because it's their opening game, which is a tough game, and then they play BYU later in the kind of in the middle That's of the season. That's a tough game at, too. At BYU, tough. I think that might, that tough. might be a, that that might be a Jerry World. That might no, be Jerry. The Jerry World World game is um, we t- we talked about it earlier. It's an SEC uh, A&M. matchup. A M. Yes. Yeah, but for some reason, I think they play. Um, so they play Cincinnati at home. Yep. And then BYU. Yeah, BYU and Provo. So that is That's a tough game. I'm baking that they win that BYU game. Yep. Um so they're gonna beat Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State, Mississippi State, BYU, Auburn. Liberty, LSU, and then they have Mississippi and Missouri next. That's ten. So I think eight is just—I don't know, man. I, I don't see how they don't win eight games. It's one of those. They have a real tough schedule um, in a lot of unknown type of games, but they have a—they have the quarterback and they have the yeah. offensive line. And I think that's going yeah. to carry them very far. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate – I mean, how many games did they win last year? Uh, six, nine. seven? They yeah, they won four. nine. I think they won nine. I think they won nine. I can't remember. But, I mean, uh, I mean, seeing that number there is probably a, a projection of some small regression. But, I mean, we'll see how KG Jefferson shows up um, and carries that team. Um, so that is that a nuke? That's a nuke. Over a nuke. Over wins Arkansas. Do you have any other nukes, or is that your main nuke? So they were nine and four last year. Eight and yeah. four headed to the bowl game. So you got um, them. Yep. Okay. So I think they do at least as well. And they played. They had a good season last year. Uh, my other nuke is Kentucky. <laughs> over eight. Okay. Kentucky over eight. Listen to the schedule. All right. Yep, I'm hearing it. Okay, it's easy. They're non-conference. Miami, Northern Illinois. So Miami, Ohio. Sorry, Miami, okay. Ohio. Northern Illinois, Youngstown State, and Louisville. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There's four. They're away games. Florida. Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Missouri. As far as SEC away games go, very doable, right? Yep. Okay. Home games, South Carolina, 
Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Georgia. Okay. I mean, it's an easy schedule. I found eight wins, I think. It's similar to Georgia. They're going to be they're going to win all their non-conference games. Yeah. They're going to beat at least two of those away games. They're going to beat Missouri and they're going to yeah. beat either Ole Miss or Florida or Tennessee, right? Yes. And I'm two I, I think beat, each, each situation I put them at 2 and 2. 2 and yeah, 2 and then Florida. I have them at two, I have them at 2 to 10 and 2. That's how high I am at on. Well, oh, well they be. were they were they had uh, 10 wins last year, right? Yeah, I just think they're moving in the right direction. I think they have a lot of momentum. Good coach. Um, good coach. Yeah. I, I have concerns about the replacements. I don't know the replacements that well. Um, as far as their experience comes back. But then you got the quarterback, you got the running backs, you got the, yeah. the offenses. I mean, a year yeah, every, yeah, I mean, I think they have less questions than the other teams in yeah. that below them in that, in that side of the conference. So um, eight wins, nine wins. Eight wins gets you a push. Nine wins gets you a win. Wish it was one and a half, but it is what it is. All right. I have two nukes. Um, My first one is probably expected. Uh, Fuck (laughs) you, Brian Kelly. You're going under seven, you cunt. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We agree on that. Okay. I was like, I can't. I went through their schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I could not find more than five wins. So anything. At at uh at uh six and up, yep. Take the under. It's yeah, like they're not they're, they're, they're not going to be 20. good. Yeah. And if you if you think Jalen Daniels is the answer for the for the quarterback, I I mean look at his record at ASU. Just look at his. I mean that's it. That's all you have to do. He's not the answer. And now he's going to a new team. Brian Kelly's going to scream. I mean, I remember when his first year at Notre Dame. And he was, uh, they were playing South Florida, and they got their, they got beat in a, uh, I think it was like, they had thunder showers to stop the game a bunch of times, and Brian Kelly was screaming, his face was red, that Irish, like rosacea on his face. He, I'm glad he left. I'll say that. Now I'll say that. Thanks. I think you got a good coach. I think you got a good coach. I got a good players um, so coach. Agree, or do I have a good coach? We agree with LSU. What's your next nuke? E nuke. Mississippi State over six and a half. I okay. love it. Okay. This is a bomb. This is okay. Hiroshima. Okay. This team is experienced. You have Mike Leach in his third year. He's checking all the boxes for me. He has a great quarterback. He has. Most of the receivers coming back. He's most of the offensive line coming back. He has most of the defense coming back. So you have the same, you virtually have the same unit that you had last year. A mm-hmm. team that made a bowl game that probably should have won the bowl game if they were at 100%. I, I think this team is a lot better than what people rank them. And I don't know, I don't understand why people don't. Look at them as a contender to maybe uh, not Alabama level, but maybe take out a te- Texas A&M. Yep. For yep. a second, this is yep. a good team. I really yep. like them. I think they. Yeah. I think when they're motivated and they're well coached, and Mike Leach is motivated. He's done it before with Texas Tech. He's done it before with Washington State. He's 
in similar spots. And he, and I think he's going to do it this year with uh, Mississippi State. This is his team. This is the this is the peak of his team. All right. So if you're listening, our top nuke. I think our top nuke minus Kentucky over eight. Yours is Mississippi State over six and a half. If you're to pick our top top plays, right? Yes, those are my. Yeah, I mean that would be my. T- I mean, if I would take a win total, which I don't, I don't really bet win totals, but that would be the one I take. Right. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Man, oh. that's the SEC. Now we just need to play some damn football, dude. Dude, that was two hours, but it was worth it. And I think every goddamn show should be two hours for to break down the I loved it. team. I loved it. Love talking to you guys. Love breaking it down with you, guns, as always. As always. I hope a I lot of activity. I just but, want to put this up there, but Kelly over on cringe videos. That, were good. <laughs> that what is that at? Ten and a half? Well, let's see. Let's. I mean, where, where's the threshold? Are we doing yearly? Are we doing uh, his whole uh, career? It's gonna only be like what three and a half years before he gets fired. The ESPN is just gonna keep showing it too. That's yep. the problem. That's gonna do it for uh, SEC breakdown for the dad bod style. We're gonna come back. Next one we're going to do live next Thursday is Big Ten. And we'll have to talk about doing all the records on the non – I I call it non-P5, but I should be calling it G5. I don't know what I'm supposed to call it. Um, So there we go. Thanks for joining us, whether it's now or later. Good luck with your bets. Hopefully we gave you some good information. Till next time, we break down the Big Ten. 10. Peace. Later.